Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, November the 29th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life and God's goodness and God's grace uh, in your day today. My friends, I wish you a happy new year as we move forward into this new liturgical year that began yesterday with this first Sunday of Advent. And so today, we begin walking through that first week of Advent. And so because of that, remember we were walking through Luke for, for gosh, it had to be months. And, uh, and what we're going to do now, we're going to kind of be all over the place. Sometimes we're going to celebrate feast days, yes, even within this special season. And, uh, and when we are not celebrating feast days, we are going to jump all over. The gospel will not be read sequentially. We are going to go wherever the uh, uh, scripture scholars who put together the liturgical calendar, we're going to go where they send us. And uh, it's kind of an exciting ride. It's, uh, it's wonderful. So, brothers and sisters, um, today we are going to be reading from uh, Matthew's gospel. Okay? So it is Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 to 11. Now, I'm going to be reading out of that translation by Eugene Peterson called The Message. Again, I don't read out of it because it's better. I read out of it because it's different. And sometimes having a new translation can help us see with new eyes a scripture passage. That's all I'm intending to do here. Uh, Often I will read out of that or I will read out of the USCCB, which is the uh, New American translation, which is what we would hear in our masses. So usually it's one or the other. And today we're going to read out of the message. But if you want to follow along with whatever translation you have, Matthew 8, 5 to 11. So let's break open God's word together on this Monday of the first week of Advent. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus entered the village of Capernaum, A Roman captain came up in a panic and said, Master, my servant is sick. He can't walk. He's in terrible pain. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. Oh, no, said the captain. I don't want to put you to all that trouble. Just give the order and my servant will be fine. I'm a man who takes orders and gives orders. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes, To another, come, and he comes. To my slave, do this, and he does it. Taken back, Jesus said, I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. This man is the vanguard of many outsiders who will soon be coming from all directions, streaming in from the east pouring in from the West, sitting down at God's kingdom banquet alongside Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then those who grew up in the faith, but had no faith, will find themselves out in the cold, outsiders to grace, and wondering what happened. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that can sound like a gospel that is scary, but it is a gospel that is so good. It is so good. So let's break it open. What's going on here? So a captain 
uh, okay, this is a Roman centurion, right? Centurion, by their very nature, is in charge of 100 people. And he is also a Roman, which means he is not a Jew. He is one of the outsiders. We know that. Gentile, right? Pagan, as they would say. Uh, not, Not a person of the faith, if I may use that in air quotes. But you can see his great faith. Not only great faith to seek Jesus out. Not only great faith to ask Jesus' help. But the great faith that when Jesus said, okay, I will come with you, he said, don't bother. Because I know who you are. Essentially. Now, he doesn't say those exact words, does he? But he does, right? He says, I too am a person who has people under me. And I don't need to go follow them. If I say to them, go do this, they're going to go do that. Because I know it. And if I say, come here, they're going to come. Because I know it. That's how it works. And Jesus looks at him, and in a sense, his jaw drops, and he says, and here's where I think this is the greatest news. Not only, you know, is it a wonderful story, and and a great story of faith, but this is that wonderful story, or or wonderful part where he says, and I'm going to quote it again here, because this is the reason I read the message. The other parts were pretty similar, but this part I loved. Jesus was taken aback. I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel. So he's talking about not just the country. He's talking about the Jewish people. That's what he's saying there. I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in the Jewish people. And how do I know he's saying that? How do you know he's saying that? The very next line. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. This man is the vanguard of many outsiders who will soon be coming from all directions, streaming in from the east, pouring in from the west, sitting down at God's table banquet, uh, kingdom banquet, alongside Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning the, the patriarchs of Israel, because they are God's people, sitting down with the Jews, sitting down with them. And, and then this line, this line, captivating. Then those who grew up, and this is in air quotes in in this scripture passage, then those who grew up in the faith but had no faith will find themselves out in the cold, outsiders to grace and wondering what happened. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to say this to you, and it is one of the bits of wisdom that I think has changed my life. It is a mystical universe and not a moral one. Let me say that again. It is a mystical universe and not a moral one. That doesn't mean we are not called to do morally good actions. Of course we can and should. But morally, brothers and sisters, if I, I, we know plenty of good moral people whose heart is not open to God's grace and life, right? They're the big brother, the older brother and the prodigal son. And, and you know what? Grateful for their good works, but their heart is not open to the heart of the Father, right? We don't even know if he comes into the banquet at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, gospel passage in Luke. But when I say it's a mystical universe and not a moral one, it means first and foremost, we need to know And not in our head, I mean in our heart. We need to know and fall in love with Jesus Christ. We need to have a love affair 
with our God. And we need to open ourselves to the Holy Spirit that invites us to know at that interior soul-to-soul, heart-to-heart level of our God. And when we do, we will live morally simply because that's where it goes. There was about 20 years ago, I I went to see an archbishop, a wonderful man, give a, a talk. This was out in the L.A. Religious Ed Congress. And he said something that I will never forget. He said, as our job as ministers is first and foremost to bring people to Jesus Christ. Why, he said, because Jesus will never leave anyone else behind. We can try to go to other people first and foremost without Christ. Well, that's great. But that's going to be transitory, like we talked about Friday. That's, that's giving somebody a fish for the day, right? Brothers and sisters, Jesus taught us to be fishers of people. And so we need to teach other people to do that. How do we do that? By bringing them to Jesus Christ, because that teaches them how to fish. It is a mystical universe, not a moral one. First and foremost, we need to be in love with our God. And and why am I bringing this up? Because this gospel passage, because he says at the end here, he is the vanguard, this man, the centurion, this outsider is the vanguard of all outsiders who will soon be coming in from all directions, streaming in from the east, pouring in from the, the west, coming from all directions. Why? Sitting down at God's kingdom. Because, brothers and sisters, we may think because we are, are you know, whether it's Catholic or Lutheran or, or, or Christian or whatever, that we have the, the, the gate and, and the wall and everybody on the outside of that wall isn't coming. And Jesus blasts that wall down in this gospel. He says, who do we know him to be? And not just with our head, with our heart. The centurion knew and he trusted him at a level that I, gosh, I hope I do. And I wonder sometimes if I do. Oh, this is so good, brothers and sisters. This is the best. This is the best. Because we may want to put up walls on who's going to be in and who's going to be out. And Jesus says, oh, no, 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 no. No, because I know the heart. And that's where we need to know our God. Because it's a mystical universe and not a moral one. Who do we know? And who do we know knows us? Whose are we? Huh? Do you know it? Do you know it? Because everything that you act, it will shape you. It will shape who you are, how you see yourself, how you see the world, how you see others. How we see God and how we know God shapes everything. Everything. And I don't say this to, to try to preach to you and on it from a pedestal. I say it to me too. But I know it to be true. And this gospel shows that to us. It shows it to us. It's so good. Last thing I'll say. You know, had we read the first uh, reading, it, I mean, it's so good. It, uh, it talks about that idea. Uh, it's from Isaiah. It's, uh, gosh, let me take a look here. It's Isaiah chapter 2. So very early in Isaiah. But Isaiah is giving a vision. He's giving a vision of the people for what God's kingdom will, be look, will look like. And, and he invites everybody, let's climb, you know, the Lord's mountain to the house of Jacob. Um, da-da-da-da-da-da. But anyway, he says, you know, um, this is what God's kingdom is going to look like. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. It's a long journey sometimes, isn't it? It's a long journey because I got a lot of, 
I got a lot of spears and a lot of swords that are still pointed at other people. And they come out in my words. They come out in my thoughts that I don't ever express to people. They come out in my glances, my passive-aggressive ways. They come out in my superior attitude. Um, those need to be, those need to be turned into, into pruning hooks and into plowshares. And that, brothers and sisters, is our journey of Advent. That is. Why? Because we got valleys that need to be filled and we got mountains that need to be leveled. And when we can do that, it makes that coming, that passage, easier. There's no in and out here. There's no in and out. Uh, and, and we all can, can work toward the faith of the centurion. Um, but let's just remember, it's not today about doing it perfectly. It's not today about um, how good you feel about yourself. I, and listen, I hope you feel good about yourself. I really do. And I hope I do. And I hope we do things well. But it's about who we know. And who knows us. And how we allow ourselves to be loved. And in that love, allow ourselves to be transformed. So we can go and transform. Jesus doesn't leave anybody behind. And it's a mystical universe. Not a moral one. And there are no walls. People will stream from the east and pour in from the west. And those who thought they knew those who grew up in the faith but had no faith will find themselves out in the cold, outsiders to grace because they never knew it. They never knew it and wondering what happened. Brothers and sisters, in the words of Robert Louis Stevenson, it is all grace. We live it. We live by it. We, we walk by it. We eat and drink it. It's all grace grace. Let's pray. So we are on the luminous mysteries this week, brothers and sisters, and we just trust. Let's bring everything we have uh, to our wonderful God and trust God knows what to do with it. Begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first luminous mystery, the baptism of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to Advent, my friends. Thanks for uh, being with me today, and let's come back and do this again tomorrow, shall we? God's peace.